Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. There's a hidden message coming through the airwaves. But the sheeple are too busy looking on the horizon for signs of Icarus. If they would only look to the blood, they'd find that 51 was the real answer to the universe. Shh, it's a secret. We are on episode four out of five of our Shh, It's a Secret (laughs) mini-series. And this week, it's Bob Lazar's Area 51. Have you ever wondered what's really out at Area 51? Do you think that there are little green men wandering the desert? Do you believe that we have advanced alien technology under lock and key? Do you understand the difference between science and science fiction? And just who is Bob Lazar? The truth is out there. Or fucking is it? Oh my god. <laughs> I cannot even. I, yeah, uh, so I hadn't seen this one before and I didn't really know what to expect. And yeah, I still... Uh, mm, I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? Oh my god, I have so many thoughts and mostly just fury. <laughs> I'm furious! <laughs> But it's so like, funny, but it's not funny. That's it's confusing. Okay. I'm like, it's funny, but yes. you know what? It's kind of not. But it's, it's not. Sad. Yeah. yeah. You you want to laugh at it a little bit. And then when you really think about it, you're like, no, we, we shouldn't be laughing at this. Um, exactly. Yeah, I've got I've got comments about kind of the reason why and stuff as, as, as we go through. So just to start us off, do you have any just kind of general thoughts or, or reaction things that you just want to go uh, that you want to bring bring in before we go to the questions? Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I want to laugh yeah. and I'm bloody furious. <laughs> but um, yeah. there was some – I have to say, like, I've really enjoyed – like, I find a lot of the movies we've been watching for this are kind of gripping. It's, like, hard to look yes. away. Yeah. So it's be- it, it was, like, a, a pleasant entertainment experience from that point of view. I, I found it in- – like, I did find it interesting in terms of, like – understanding where this stuff has come from like the origination of these ideas and these thoughts and and things that were said and Mm. the kind of the fame of area 51 it's like oh okay so that's where that's all coming from yeah it actually it actually has an origin exactly (laughs) and it's like okay and and then you can kind of assess it and you can think about it and you can figure out what the where to go with it but yeah it's also it's I have a conflicting feeling with every one of these that we've done so far. It's like, I'm interested and I want to learn about it, but then I'm really annoyed that these people are taking any time or energy yeah. from my life. <laughs> I even like, like, no, honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. And I was having a conversation with someone last night about like, you know, they talk about university campuses and like, you know, political correctness, this side of university mm. campus. I'm like, dude, I was just there to learn like maths like save lives eventually do you know what i mean i'm like what are you guys doing at university campuses why aren't you just learning shit i'm like what's the sign like uh, that's i'm saying like and it's just this is like a more extreme version of that it's like mate i'm just a scientist i'm trying to learn as much as i can so i can like do shit yeah what the fuck are you guys all doing thinking about this shit and making movies about it and like wasting your time i'm like i just it's it is alien to me yeah hey good one i just don't get it it's like a part of it's a part of humanity that i'm like you are you need science in your life to like take up 
Brighton space, yeah. pretty much. So long as you're bored. So long as there are people out there perpetuating these stories and 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 pushing through these ideas, there are going to be people that are curious about it and want to know what the truth is. And there's going to be versions of that. There's going to be people like us who can look at it and assess it and kind of go, okay, I can see the truth through the all the the falsehoods or the weeds or whatever. And then there's going to be other people who don't have that ability to assess what they're looking at and will see what they want to see or see the conspiracy side of things and be like, oh, well, because of this and because of this. And it's just, it's very frustrating. so many logical To see that side of it. They need us to point out how fallacious it all is, by the way. which I And I have stuff Mm -hmm. in some of the questions just being like, their logic is flawed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the production before we get into it because I, I just have two comments on the production and number one is narrated by Mickey Rourke. I know, that's Come crazy. on. That was so... What did you think about his uh, crazy poems or whatever the fuck? It's one of the... Do you know what? It was... It, I had a weird feeling where I thought he has a wonderful voice for this. Mm. His voice is very kind of like... It suits this this narration thing very well, I think. I was just really, really annoyed that it was this movie. Yeah, I thought was, he could have done a beautiful job narrating a different documentary. Yeah. I was just annoyed that it was this one. <laughs> it lent a gravitas <laughs> to this movie, which it doesn't exactly. deserve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and I was ignoring, like, I wasn't really listening because I, I didn't, like, it's, yeah, gravitas. And so therefore I wasn't really listening to what he was saying. And I was like, that's kind of a shame because maybe it's significant. I, I agree with you. I think I did the exact same thing. I just tuned out to what he was saying. I kind of let his voice just kind of be a sound that I was hearing because I enjoyed the sound of it. But I had, I have, cannot tell you anything that he said because for that same reason, I just felt like, no, you're trying to make this... The, well, the production is trying to make this set, uh, sound more plausible and more reasonable by putting this in. And I'm just Absolutely. Not, no. Confirmation bias. Mickey Rock <laughs> confirmation bias. <laughs> Another thing that they did as well, which really bugged me in the production, was they made it very art house. The whole opening and the attempt at at making it seem really kind of art housey made me feel weird because I guess like I've seen theatre like this, the way it opened. I've seen productions that do things like this. So my argument is if you're going to make it seem like theatre... But then your aim is to tell something, tell the truth of a story. I just don't think it's going to help your case because you've made it seem like theatre, which means everything you do for the rest of this documentary is theatre to me. None of this is real. Yeah, totally. It's a really good point. How do you feel about the filming style? Yeah, I mean, I echo what what you've said so far, but and also just I did love some of the some like really beautiful, bright, um, like just the quality of the camera must have been great because there was um, you know, a couple of bits, um, you know, just filming him doing everyday stuff, and even and even some of the shots where um the the filmmaker was like in whatever beautiful light filled house, and the the shots were just mm-hmm. like super clear, but specifically there was a sequence where Bob Lazar was sort of um, hanging out with his wife just in their house and just watching his everyday thing. And I just thought, you know, some of that stuff was shot beautifully. Okay. So nice to look at. That's, that's it. That's nice. Yeah. I like, I like when you like, you know, it's not, it's not the cameraman's fault, but the content is mental. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. So are there any people or moments that you want to pick out before we get into questioning? 
Yeah, George Naff echoing in his ah. pool. In the beginning, he was like using the echo of the pool. To, and he's like, and he goes, oh, this so was weird. this part. I just was like, what the fuck? He goes, are we in a simulation? And it's like echoing in the pool, echoing in the pool. Are we in a simulation? And I'm like, I've heard that one. And then he's like, are we in an alien video game? Are we in drive through I was like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, I'm losing my shit because literally the only thing I wrote down is the moment I wanted to pick out is that exact moment when he said that about we could be in an alien video game. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's echoing. He's like, he's in the pool. So he's got like this echo. I was like, what is, what the fuck? Explain any of this to me. was a good idea. What? I'm like, none of this. Like, I don't know. We are on different... (laughs) This is not. Oh yeah. my god! I had the exact same thing though. I, the way I wrote are it, I was like, I've heard. Like, are we just yeah, drive- it's like a simulation, and it's like, okay, yeah, we all know that one. And then I know. Just, what are you talking about? An alien video game? What are you on about? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's very entertaining. I, I love that. It's been a while since we've both picked out the exact same thing in that kind of a way. That's great. I'm pleased. Okay, so question, or we can move into some questions now. Question yeah, number good. one. Right, so our first, well, we say question, but really it's a discussion around the science and the way that they use it represented in the film. So I don't know what you've prepped for this. I've got a little thing that I just want to say. And then I've got like three points about specific science that they brought up. Um. Yeah, I have... Yeah, like just some points about the science, like pretty okay. big points, but it, there's no like big speech. Yeah. I don't have. Okay. Well, the first thing, all right, let me let me start with the first thing because it's kind of just the premise of the thing. So <laughs> this is this is where these are my thoughts on aliens. Okay. Off you go. So <laughs> there is, by what this movie is saying, by what Bob Lazar is saying, there is an intelligent alien race out there in the universe that has managed to develop antimatter technology and send probe ships out across the universe to Earth. They can travel across the universe. We've talked about this before. We've talked about these distances and how long it takes, how long it takes light to travel across the universe, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And in doing this, they head to Earth. Presumably because they've seen signatures in the makeup of our atmosphere that suggest the presence of technology. Fine reasonable it's the same thing that we would do that's the whole point if we saw technological advance signs of technological advancements out there we'd probably send some probes out yeah that makes sense so they come investigating but this supremely advanced civilization sends nine nine probe spacecraft to earth and all nine of them go to the desert in America, nowhere else on the whole fucking planet Earth. And then these spacecraft with the technology and power beyond <gasps> our imagination and comprehension all crash. All nine of them crash in the oh desert God, in America. Stupid. It's fucking it's trash. So st- it's trash. It's so stupid. Sorry, flying, I got very loud. Flying saucers. I love that they they all are in like a, that shape. Why? 
Why? Why are they all flying saucers? Every time he said flying saucer, I was like, mate. (laughs) At least say aircraft. I was thinking about this. We haven't talked about it. We were going to have to talk about it at some point. I reckon there will be some movie, maybe Independence Day, we should have done it. Then I do think that there is something that I saw at some point, which was an explanation as to why they would be circular. That kind of was reasonable in some way. But like, I don't know. Like, why? What do you think about aliens? I mean, I've gone over what I think about aliens before. Like, yeah, like, yes, we give us off a signal, but in the scheme of the, like, where aliens would be from, they wouldn't know we're here. And it's just, and the whole argument of, like, there's got to be something out there being a fucking argument. It's like, it's not a fucking argument. Mm. But what, what I think about aliens, I don't know what I think about aliens, but I think what... I think about the whole anti-gravity shtick, you know, where he starts talking about anti-gravity and having done so many movies between us, anti-gravity technology is pure hoo-ha. It's fiction. It's a fictitious idea. Primer, honey, I shrunk the kids. It's pure fiction. I'm used to it by now. Like that's, uh, I'm just used to it. You start talking about anti-gravity. I'm like, fiction. Yeah. And there were so many things like that. He does the gravity thing in a really confusing way as well, though, and that's what the trick is, and that's what that's what catches people out. If you make something sound like you're using language that makes sense, mm-hmm. and if you pull from themes that are very like science fiction themes that people who don't understand science can understand or recognize it from science fiction, and if you can kind of equate that oh yeah well some things from science fiction have come true then you can be fooled into thinking well that's perfectly logical until mm-hmm. you actually look into it and realize you can't like it's it's that's that's pure pseudoscience uh, ideas yeah. like that you use language so, crossover language on purpose and confuse people that's the thing because like he's saying you're saying like anti-gravity but then at one point he also talks about it as a non-gravity propul- non-gravity propulsion system don't know what the fuck that means and then he also talks about gravity amplifiers so it's like he's using different terminology in each case but basically what he's saying is that the gravity like that you're distorting space in front of that the ship is distorting space in front of it and then it's falling forward or it's pulling the the location towards it through generating this massive gravitational field. And it's like, yes, gravity is a distortion of space-time, but how do you enforce it in one direction? How do you create this massive gravitational field and then actually just get to the place that you want to go through using that? Because you can't choose what will be affected by gravity. So even if you did generate the field, you're going to pull everything large enough into you towards that field. So he's presented an argument that can't be true because he has misunderstood what space-time and gravity actually is. And like, even if the saucers could generate this, like even if we said, oh, maybe they could do it, even if he explained it wrong, how would they possibly know? Because you would actually have to test the saucer in Area 51 or whatever, S4, to do that. And if you were able to test the saucer to prove that they can create this massive gravitational field, it would have destroyed the planet. (laughs) And the moon would have had to fall. <laughs> yeah, but but it's sorry. The gravity thing really fucked me off. Oh, I mean, it's. I'm I'm all for having this conversation for fun. Like, if you want to be like yeah. for fun, like talk about how you can distort things and fly. Like, all good. You know, as long as you're talking fiction. Yeah, it's so clearly fiction. 
I don't even want to entertain it. It's so obviously bullshit that I don't even want to get into it. Like I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so clearly bullshit. And, and I don't think that the filmmaker, I think the filmmaker was like, even the hand scatter scene, the filmmaker was so clearly leading Bob Lazar into saying, this is the hand scanner. He wasn't doing a good job questioning him. All of his questions were softball. But you like, the guy is talking about flying saucers. Can you please give him a harder time? It's like nobody because, was challenging him. But he didn't want to him. give him a harder time. The filmmaker well, wasn't challenging him. The filmmaker like- was on his side. The filmmaker wasn't trying to expose him or trying to find out what the truth was. The filmmaker was trying to prove that what Bob Lazar said was true. That's yeah. what his intention he was. trying was. to make a stupid- very clear that's yeah. what his intention he was. He was trying to make a movie where people were like, wow, what if it's true? Like that was the point from this outset. Yeah. And so everything was just leading to that. And 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 the biggest example for me is that they were saying the evidence that he's telling the truth outweighs the evidence that he's lying, which is insane I, and such a fallacy because it's not one for one. It's not like I've got a fact. Yeah. You've got a fact. When you're talking about that things like there are flying sources and evidence that there isn't, firstly, you can't prove something doesn't exist, firstly, obviously. Yeah. But if you are talking about flying fucking sources it's not the burden of proof isn't on the people to prove that it isn't there the burden of proof is on bob lazar to prove that they it is there for fuck's sake yeah do you know what i mean the fact that you got the evidence is like one one i've got one fact here one fact here is like that it doesn't work that way when you are talking about flying sources it is not my job to prove to you that flying sources don't exist because it's impossible so the fact they, they were like there were so many logical fallacies. And, and they go but, like, oh what, oh, what reason would I have to lie? As if that's a fucking argument. It's not my problem to figure out why you would lie. Why should I give a shit? Mm-hmm. That's not my job. But th- this is the thing. It's like whatever, his in, uh, like whatever his intentions were at the beginning, what he then does, the way that he has managed to present himself so that you then have people like this coming back and creating this movie to look at it again is because how the language that he uses and and that's what I felt about the gravity thing and it's the same like the another thing that he talks about is this antimatter reactor (laughs) that the ships use this antimatter reactor and the thing is this is a trick this is a tactic that all these people that do these conspiracies use because we know that in theory an antimatter reactor would be a very powerful source of energy. We know that it would make space travel safer. We know it would be more cost effective. And we also know that they are actually working on trying to generate this. This is something that scientists are trying to create. Right. But it only exists in science fiction right now. We cannot actually make it. We haven't figured out how to make it, how to be able to do that. So what he's doing is he's picking something that exists and presenting you with something like theoretically plausible, like, sorry, not something that exists, but he's presenting you with something theoretically plausible. So then it's very totally. difficult to disprove, dis- to disprove it because we're, because we're working on it, because we're trying totally. to do it. So yeah, that's, that's a trick and a tactic that people like this, that I genuinely believe people like this use. They pick something that's close enough to mm. something that could be true, but no one can prove that it doesn't exist. And that's how they hook people in because every scientist will have to say, well, in theory, it's possible. 
Uh, uh, absolutely. It's like the way that science is presented in this movie, like in the spirit of this question, is the like fucking problem as how people present pseudoscience as science. Yes. Yeah. And he uses his intelligence to block people out almost. Like, as in, he's so smart. <laughs> like, he's using his own... It's, it's um, I think it's called the appeal to authority. Is that the logical fallacy? Like, he, right. the way he talks and his smugness. Like, mm. I know so much science and, like, you just have to trust me kind of bullshit yeah. as well. Like, it's just nauseating. It is. Um, I, I have one little rant that I want to do on just one more science oh, thing please. that comes up in this movie. I know what it is. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to say before? <laughs> I have that written here. Waiting. Okay. Go. Okay. Element 115. Okay. I had to write this down. <laughs> Vibranium. Okay. Yes. Everything they do with using the term element 115 is trying to make it sound really mysterious. But the thing is... There is an element 115. It is fucking called Muscovium. And it's a super heavy element synthesized by my favourite good old Augie. Because we talked about synthesising elements in our Iron Man 2 episode last year. And we talked about them being super, super, super unfucking stable Even if you could create a stable version, the idea that he has a piece of Muscovium lying around in his office for 30 fucking years without it degrading is just stupid. The most stable isotope has a half-life of 0.65 seconds. But I know what their argument would be. I know exactly what the argument will be. Mm-hmm. It's not Muscovium. They just named it element 115. It's something else. Something we don't know about. Yeah. Something alien. Yeah. But no. Because we all know that elements are named based on their fucking nuclei. So don't even try to convince me that actual scientists would randomly give the name 115 when we live in a society that actively synthesizes heavy fucking elements. And at the time, Augie had gotten to 106. And I think uh, like, I think it was 106 when these claims were made. So they would have known that they were going to be continuing to move through synthesizing heavier and heavier fucking elements with the expectation that they would eventually get to 115. But no, I guess he just assumed, well, we're not fucking there yet. Or maybe he didn't know that this was a thing. Maybe he didn't know that scientists were synthesizing heavy elements. I don't know. He said 115 for a reason. And that reason will be because it had not been synthesized. So no one could question him in depth on it because there was no comparison until Oganessian developed the methods for synthesizing the heavy elements and made Muscovian, Muscovium Element 115 in 2003. And it makes me really fucking angry that Boom. it's another another fucking representation of taking something plausible and real and twisting it. Yeah. But it can be easily disproven that that's not a thing. But all the argument will be is like, oh, but yeah. no. There's no way to argue with these people because they have some safety net. Mm-hmm. of argument and in this case it's aliens and i just yeah why would i give you my time but that's what happens that's why you attack these people and they like get bitter see that's it's like a trap yeah. we're being so angry but why shouldn't you we can, be that's the thing 
Yeah, and and that's how I felt like the the 115 thing because they kept bringing it up and they kept making it sound so mysterious and such a big deal. It just really bothered me because I knew it. I knew that if anyone just turned around and said, okay, you know that that exists, that that is an element, it is super unstable. There's no possible way you have that for 30 years and it doesn't have the properties you say it has. It doesn't do the thing that you say it's going to do. And they'll just be like, oh, but that we're not talking about that element. It's a different one. It's like, no, because this is how you name elements. That's why it's 115. Like, you don't give it the number 115. So if you're telling me that real scientists are working in this facility and they find this element and they've named it that, they've named it for that reason. So this is very, very clearly a lie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they say it so many times that you just start to, it's like becomes canon. (laughs) Fuck them. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We can move on. Okay, fine. All right. Question number two. What is there something in the film that shocked and upset you? Abby. I feel weird saying this now. Okay. But at the beginning, yeah. how likable I found Bob Lazar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think that that's a major um, foundation of the, of the film. Yeah. He's like this I knew nothing person. about this before I'd seen it. I knew nothing about him. I had never seen anything of him i'd never seen him speaking before anything like that and at the beginning i was like oh he's quite enthusiastic he has this motivation and dedication to what he's doing in his life now and i was like at just the start it just it made me want to respect him as a scientist but then i was like but he's not a fucking scientist like yeah and it's like i don't feel like i can respect him for what he's done yeah and also like when you saw him in the lab yeah, when he was like tinkering in his lab, it was appealing. Yeah, it was very appealing to watch him. Um, it creates, it creates a fault that that's another. It's another tactic then, though, because it makes it seem like oh, he's he's responsible, he's he's sciency, he's. I don't feel I can call him a scientist because we don't know where the fuck he came from or if he actually has any degrees, and he said some very 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 wrong things about physics, so. I don't know that we can actually say that he is a legitimate scientist, but it could be lying. He comes across as one, so he could he be trustworthy. I mean, but you're saying like that assumes that he's just wrong, but you know, we're saying he's he's lying on purpose. So he could be, yeah, yeah. Is that too? Uh, what was something you learned that shocked or upset you? I think the part when it was like the Los Alamos thing, where like there was no evidence, but then actually we saw that there was that he was there. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that in the movie and I just thought that was truly interesting, but nothing gives him more credibility than, the, than them denying that he ever went there. <laughs> that gives yeah. him the most credibility. This, Yeah, I found this very confusing because that was a part where I thought, oh, maybe there's more to this then. If he did work at Los Alamos and then as they're saying, it's like, well, how could he have worked there if he didn't have a degree but then Caltech and MIT are both like he did not go here and he doesn't even go here so I have read some of his writings and he does not understand physics like there's no possible way that man has a doctorate in physics with some of the stuff that he has said about like physics and about gravity particularly Um, so so what's the explanation what do you think I don't know I guess like but 
Surely he could have worked there without having to have had a doctorate. He could have worked there without being a scientist. Just because he's in the paper as a physicist doesn't mean that that's true. Like, he could have just, I mean, he's making his own stuff. There's plenty of people, there's plenty of people out in their garages making, like, little science experiments and stuff and and doing really well and being really good at it. So it's entirely possible he could have experience. It's entirely possible he could have gotten a degree Mm -hmm. in some form of engineering or something somewhere else at some point. I think you're probably onto something. This is similar to the, the, the NASA guy who's like, I was at NASA. It's like, you were a cleaner at NASA. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. Yes. Yeah. You probably. could work there and then you could be on the paper because you've got your own little project. It, it wasn't, that's the point. The reason he was on the paper wasn't for a project at Los Alamos. The reason he was on the paper was for a personal project he was doing. And when they profiled him for that project, he said that he was a physicist at Los Alamos. Oh my God, you're so right. Just because he said to the paper, mm. yeah, people lie. Paper, a paper yeah. isn't like, it's just a story. You can lie. Mm. And, and like, was this some like community paper? Like, <laughs> it wasn't the New York Times or was it like yeah. the Caulfield Leader? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, and that's the space. Mm. That's like the, the space. That's where the lies can grow. Yeah, exactly. Cleared that up. Okay, question number three. What do you think the impact is on society and the science community? Well, the movie says it itself. It's like the world is now talking about UFOs in a serious way. The guy says as if that's something to be proud of. (laughs) I made it happen. (laughs) Wow, like because of us. Hmm. And... um, Yeah, if that's true, like that's if that's who's responsible, then that's sort of what it what it did. But the movie right. itself, um, I don't know what the fuck. No, no impact. Hopefully, no one fucking watched it. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to say about like what the movie's impact is. But what what I kind of found about his story was that. Again, it's just another another point of like it's not that difficult to figure out to see where the lie is because where's the science then? If they've had flying saucers <laughs> for however many years and they've been reverse engineering the stuff, um, then in why isn't America the most powerful country in the world? And I don't mean in the way that they think they are. I just mean like, why are they not more technologically advanced than anyone else? Why doesn't NASA have better propulsion systems? Why isn't Element 115 being used in technology? Because don't tell me it's because the government's keeping it a secret. Why? America's all about power. We know this. It's (laughs) all about advanced weaponry. Why are they on power? Yeah, exactly. Why is there no evidence of any advancement beyond what we already know and understand from the laws of physics on our planet Earth? But that's why he's speaking out, Abby. That's why he's speaking out. Where's the technology? Stop keeping it for your own nefarious secret things that we know nothing about or understand why you would do that because it makes no sense. Uh, and there was so some, stupid. something I really resented as well when the guy was like, someone asked like, but how do you guys keep it a secret? And he's like, it's the easiest secret to keep because no one wants to believe it no matter how much evidence. I was like, fuck you, what evidence? Fuck you! Uh, yes, what fuck evidence, you. exactly. You can't just say that and make it true. There's no evidence. You think all those flying saucer photos are evidence? They've all been shown to be doctored. 
You fuck. Mm. I hate that people think they can say something and then that makes it true. No. Everybody wants to believe. Everybody literally, like, there are people have T-shirts saying, I want to believe. That was the biggest thing in the 90s. Yeah. There's no evidence. Oh, my God. Oh, that kind of Because it is hard. It it is. It's such a hard thing because, like, of course, we do want to... We do want to investigate other worlds and other potential life in our universe. But yeah, just like, guys, if you're questioning it, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. Think about space travel. Think about physics and the laws of propulsion and how distances are. And think about what type of civilization it would take to be able to get here and the realities of whether it would make sense that they would send nine fucking probes to the desert in America and crash. Like the fact that, what are we talking about? Aliens, flying saucers, at all. Like, let's not treat this like it's a serious topic. Flying saucers. (laughs) But that's what the problem is. There's some truth to it. Because when you, if you take it from our perspective and our side, we're out there sending probes to the other planets in our solar system looking for life. looking for signs of life now it's microscopic life that's fine we know that there's no intelligent life in the solar system we know that we're not going to be dropping a fucking probe down on top of one of the moons of jupiter and someone's going to be on there going what is this like that's the thing but if we went outside of our solar system we don't actually know what could possibly be out there and that is a truth but we also know that the advancements that would be required for us to get there and the technology required i just it's not even that it's not even that i don't believe that there could be the possibility that there could be some race in some universe or in some like galaxy out there that has this capability i'm just saying that why the fuck would they send nine to the desert for them to crash <laughs> like just yeah, really like, like you're very yeah for you that's enough <laughs> yeah just no for you yeah <laughs> you're stupid. like this is so stupid <laughs> Um, all right, next question. A highlight of the film. What's the film highlight for you? Uh, I, I have two scenes that I just thought were like, I mean, I can't really say it's a highlight, but I just thought it was like, what? My stomach is really so, rumbling. I'm sorry. The, so the first one was uh, the fact that like at the start, I was really trying to keep my mind open about like Bob Lazar, who he was and what it, like what he was up to and everything. And then they just randomly dropped in this curveball curve about a prostitution ring. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? I just remember watching Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a bit of a guy. He's a bit of a... It's like, yeah, he's like this crazy guy. It's like, makes total sense. And he was like, you have both. Huh? <laughs> but it wasn't, but it wasn't even this thing over here. He was just like this nerd going and seeing a prostitute. No, he was involved in running a prostitute ring. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was happening? Yeah. It made you just go, oh, this guy's a con artist. A con artist. Yeah. And also like, we're not getting a, we're not getting an accurate representation about who this guy is. Like we're seeing him right no, now being yeah. interviewed and then they're not. We're not, they're not telling us enough. They're not assassinating his character to the degree where they could, probably easily could. Yeah. Con artist, yeah. Do you want my other one or do you want your, or do you want to give me your highlight? Yeah, give me the other one. 
Uh, the bit when they're meeting outside and hiding their phones because, oh my God, the raid. Do you have element 115 in your possession? Oh, I couldn't eye roll hard enough at that whole fucking scene. The guy outside. Right. So, so we had like the guy, he was so excited because he got and to make it. And like, they heard us deal. anyway. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! He's just like, it? give me your phone. Have you, have you put your phone away? Okay, so they can't, so they can't hear us out here. He was just, he just made it yeah. so fucking dramatic in such a stupid oh, way. Oh. Even Bob Lazar was looking. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> put What's away happening? your phone. First of all, you're filming it. I love that they're like, how could they know? You're filming it. That's one way, <laughs> because you're filming. So it's not like, it's like this whole dramatic scene where they're turning every recording device off and recording it. I'm just pointing yeah. that out. <laughs> you are literally recording it. Okay. <sighs> Wonderful. Um, what was your highlight? The little green man walk back. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. He, his his child self being like, and then I looked through the window and there was like this tiny little green man. And I was like, whoa, little green man. And then the adult him was like, I acknowledge that that sounds too much like I'm a liar. So I'm like, I didn't literally mean, I mean, couldn't have been like it was more like a dummy they were like this is how big and they were talking at it and it was just a dummy and because <laughs> obviously because you know they were just like what how big would someone be to that chair was on the floor like that walk back was so funny because his <laughs> his his younger self had no boundaries in the lies that he told if you're in propulsion yeah. why are you seeing alien cadavers and aliens the adult Bob Lazar was like, okay, I need to kind of temper a little bit my bullshit. Yeah. Let me walk that exactly. right back. But in such a way that made it sound like, but it could have been. So that the proper people out there who really believe in little green men are like, oh, he didn't say it wasn't. He just wasn't sure. So it probably was little green men. It's like, fuck's sake. You can't prove it wasn't what I saw through a window behind a person. <laughs> <laughs> the walk back man because he was pretty yeah. sure like original bob lazar was like and there was a little green man right there he <laughs> <laughs> wasn't unclear about it he was like eh? um what do you think yeah. <laughs> all right all right question five whose side are you on i guess for this question it's like yeah like just to conclude Bob Lazar, because the whole, you know, the whole foundation is like, why would he lie? He seems like a reasonable man. So I guess I'm, I'm like, well, why, why? So then I'm just putting it like, why do you think he lied? I'm not on his side. I'm, I'm on my side. But I mean, he didn't, he lied. He made it all up. What, what motivated him? That, that's the thing. I was like, I cannot see his motivations. I don't get it. Because... And and he kind of gives himself some cre- uh, credibility to the people who believe it by saying things like that, by saying like, oh, my life would be so much easier if I hadn't come out about this. I just want to let people to know the truth and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so you're saying all the right things so that people who believe you can be like, oh, yeah, of course, because why would you lie? But we know that you must most definitely be lying. So why? What are your motivations? Yeah. What are you getting out of this? Has he had any, like, it doesn't seem like he's gotten any kind of monetary rewards for 
uh, coming out with these things. Maybe mm. he thought he would. Maybe maybe he just went so far with it that he just doesn't think he can backtrack it now. Maybe he does. Yeah, it's like an Elizabeth some... Holmes type deal. Yeah. Psychology. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe he actually believes it. Maybe he had, listen, maybe he had a bit of an altered state moment. Yeah. Frida. Maybe he went to the fucking desert and he took some drugs, DMT, saw some shit, and genuinely believes all this stuff happened. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. And then I come back to my, I don't care why. People do all sorts of shit. Like, People do shit, Abby. Yeah. Why? I believe I, anything can motivate anybody. Like, exactly. I think anyone, people are capable of anything. There's no, there's yeah. no like, why would he? I'm like, I'm fucking no way. But I know that people are certainly capable of this degree of fraud for sure. Yes. And at, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm on the side of science and that's it. And yeah, I... I know what I know, and I know that I'm capable of reading and understanding things that tell me that this is bullshit, so I'm okay. Totally. Yeah. All right. Do you have any final comments? Mm-hmm. Two. Okay. I have three. Well, I've got two, and I've got a question for you. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is I think the filmmaker was a total knob. I know. If it wasn't evidenced I just fucking... by his demeanor and his... Ugh, just everything, everything about him just made me just go, you absolute fucking dickwad. Just it's like oh, just everything that you're doing here to try to dramatize this whole fucking situation, or to try to turn something into, try to turn it into something, it's just trash. Um, and the other thing I just want to say is that uh, just they mentioned beryllium at one point, and I was just like, oh, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> uh, oh, I know it's such <laughs> pseudoscience, isn't it? Uh, what were your comments? Um. First of all, a lot of hunching. Bob Lazar stopped hunching in his lab. It was like a real hunch. <laughs> my, my other thing was the and the nut job's mother has to be really delicate no. about her son. And I was like, oh, the emotional labor of women on behalf of the men. Do you think <laughs> Bob Lazar's father was that delicate? Bob Lazar's father was like, that kid is such a nutcase. Fuck you. The mother's like, you never know. I mean, the, oh, there's got to be was something. The same with your, there's always a mother. the same with the guy's mom in um, because, the flat Because women yeah. just stroke the men. It's that emotional mm. labor, Abby. It's that emotional yeah. labor. It's That's what that is. She's got to be the mother, loves her son, doesn't want to say anything. Like, where's his father? Yeah. In this? Was his father that's in true. it? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think flat so, earth? No. no. The father's like you. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Oh, stop. It just, it, 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 the, when the mothers popped up, I was like, oh, woman. Yeah. You don't need to stroke the, you don't need to stroke your baby son. He's, he's uh, 50 years old. That's, yeah, some, some, sometimes it's maybe they need like a little bit more truth put into yeah. their lives. Not, maybe? not, not a uh, stroking. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so, <sighs> do you have anything else? Nope. Okay, I want to end this episode by asking you a question. Mm-hmm. Freda, what is at Area 51? I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> Me neither. I-, I thought you were going to be like Mulder I'm or desert. Scully. Mulder or Scully, <laughs> Freda, and I'd be like, 
both. If you're, if you're, yeah, yeah, correct answer, both. Okay. Okay. She, she's answered her own question. If you missed that, the question was Mulder or Scully. It's not the question I asked her, but it's fine. <laughs> Frida brings what she wants to the table. We have learned this. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's it for Bob Lazar. I don't think we need to speak about him maybe ever again. Uh, no we can does. just move on with our lives. <laughs> so... <laughs> You could join us in two weeks' time for the final episode of our mini series, and obviously next week for our main episode. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.